yeah so like that's where i want to start actually um i want to start with like a little bit of your backstory like you want to just tell us like kind of where you came from some of your inspirations like things like that so yeah well you can start as far back as you want or wherever like we don't have any we don't have any like time limits or anything on this we're just gonna go and see how it and goes. just go with the flow yeah all right cool nah, well, i mean for those that don't know my name is david um yeah i just kind of run this very uh i'm currently the manager of like a streetwear store in white plains kind of coming up now um uh, we do like weekly like hat drops and whatnot that's kind of keeps what keeps like the lights on and keeps like a, a really good business in the store but um other than that like the cre- like the passion project is like this clo- my clothing brand i want to call it mensos yep. for now you know and thanks to jake that he's making this like all reality and it's all just been such a good help and such a good relationship to have um but really i've just started out i was never really into clothes uh growing up as much um as i am now i guess i want to say i was really just came from a a, a, a family of first generation oh like essentially i'm this first generation like they all uh came from columbia um my dad my mom my brothers and you know uh, and you guys came like right to white plains or you yeah moved around a little bit no it was kind of weird yeah so like we um when my dad got here he got into he crossed the border got to la and then um he, my aunt was already here and they were yeah residing for whatever reason here in white plains like it was just just cool. kind of luck of the draw, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is definitely, definitely a great place to live, right? This yeah. Area. But um, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's kind of funny that you say. Like, you never really had like an interest in fashion before, like you got into this, or yeah. I think my closest thing was growing up. I was just very like into sneakers and stuff. But like, honestly, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was like middle school, like high school was pretty much wearing whatever. Like, you know, American Eagle jeans was very much so. Like, not really caring about what was coming out uh, like sneakers like i cared about it but i obviously didn't have the money back then to afford it so yeah, i just appreciated it from a distance that's awesome yeah because i i mean like i see like some of the some of the stuff you're coming up with especially like the shirts that i've been like making for you but like the designs that you're coming up with they're like i don't know they're really cool they're something that i haven't like seen before really like i think you have an interesting style in that sense so it's it's interesting for me to hear that like you didn't really have like too much of a like a maybe not necessarily an interest in fashion but like you know too much exposure to that it's right yeah but i guess also at the same time that could help like you know you know you're all of the stuff that you're creating it it's new because to you you haven't been too like heavily influenced maybe exactly by other people i think yeah and i think i i, I think luckily i think yeah i think that's the perfect way to describe it because i use a lot of my inspiration it was what kind of my background or my nostalgic factors was and for me it was really a lot of music like i was just really into music since i was a young kid and like it kind of just kind of translated me into like finding up that kind of passion that people have when they play a guitar or just making music. I, okay, I think okay when I'm older, I, I want to have that same love for something. Like yeah. that's when it comes to yeah, making something or just you know something for myself. Yeah, and I I think I saw you post on your story a couple of days ago, right? Did you did you make a song or something? Or? Yeah, actually, yeah, I, that's it was like, like a, a little snippet. It wasn't like <laughs> it was there, but it was fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised. Yeah, because I didn't want to even say that it was me. I just kind of wanted to put it out there to see any initial reaction. But then I you know took it down real quick because I was like I wanted like you know better better mixed and like all that you know. Sure, sure. I I mean I get that too though. Like that's that's kind of my philosophy. Like especially in business. Yeah. Um, for me, like I'm very much so just like. I'm going to throw it out there and just see what the reaction is versus I know like some people are like, I'm going to plan, 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 plan. Like it has to be super meticulous. And I'm for me anyway, I've just always found that to not be something that works for me. Cause if I, if I sit, sit there and think about it too much, it's like, you'll just get like that paralysis by analysis. Like you never just actually move on it. So yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. It's like, honestly, like 
mo- a lot of the ideas I kind of put out, at least for the clothing, is not. Am I really a hundred percent like it could have been? The, is it like the best version possible? I don't really think so, mostly. But I think it's just good to see me putting stuff out there, and like the I'd rather see the reaction I get back from it. Like, right. well, I mean, I, I give you more credit than that. I think I think a lot of the stuff that you put out is awesome. Um, the designs Thank are cool. You, you know, I I know I know where everybody tends to be a little bit more critical of themselves than than what other people per, like see and perceive it as. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely think like the designs that you've put out so far are cool. Um, another thing I noticed was that you, I, I was like looking back on the Menzo's Instagram and I noticed like you had some shirts before, like before we started working together. Right. Yeah. So like, could you talk about a little bit of how, how you got into that? Like right at the beginning, what was the process from like, I want to, you know, I have this idea for a clothing brand. What was the process from that to like, I made my first shirt and how do you make the shirt? Um, I think really how it started off was just like, I've always kind of just wanted things I just didn't have in my closet, just like, and, and I really spent like hours on hours, like on grail trying to find like that one piece of something specific I really wanted. Like the first thing I that was like, that I really uh, came up with is like, yeah, I wanted like a Mega Man t-shirt. And yeah. that for me was just like, okay, let me just find one. And I, I really couldn't. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna actually just make one. And like, I kind of just like, uh, I wasn't even using Photoshop back. Then. I was just using like GIMP. And like, kind of just free okay. software online, just to design stuff. And um, yeah, so I just made some samples. I really ended up just going to like a like a local like vinyl heat press when the gallery was still open. And I had to, really yeah, I, like you know. the the like the those kiosks that they have, right? Yeah, like the kiosks out there. Really? Yeah. That, wow. And I was like, hey, can you do this for me? And like, I had to like just decide to put some like text on the back, just representing like I don't know, just like so to give like the shirt, I guess, more pizzazz or whatever you okay. want to call it. Yeah, that's interesting because I was I always wondered that because the first time like we met you you gave me the shirts and you had like uh you had some of the the images on the front already and I was and I was like trying to figure out how how do you create that because you know like I mean I know that there's different processes like you can there's some some that have like transfer papers you can even print on like a regular inkjet inkjet printer um, but I always wondered how you did that so it's actually kind of interesting to hear like when you went to the Galleria I would, I mean we don't have to like get into like the pricing and everything but was it more expensive or like less? Like what was the, what was the price there? Because every time I've gone to like, this is a little bit about how I started with mm-hmm. the shirts, right? Like I made the first shirts that I made, which weren't even like I didn't make them. Obviously, I went to a store in a mall, Weird. and they were just two like shirts for a Christmas present. Like they were like gag gifts, kind of. Right. Um, but they charged me forty dollars a shirt for oh, like wow. one print on the front, and um. And I was just like, wow, that's that's crazy that you could charge that. But I but also at the same time, I was like, I paid because like, you know, they were gifts and 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 it was like kind of a gag thing. I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Right. But like, what was were they like reasonable pricing? Or? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, honestly, from my experience, it was just like, I guess I was just there. And I guess it was because I brought them a good um, a good amount at first. I kind of brought them just four T-shirts for like personal samples to see how I like them. Um, it was on Carhartt and he just maybe it was just cuz i bought the blanks myself but he just did the um the front and the back was just like $25. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, like somewhere in like the same ball, uh, ballpark but then yeah. when i told them like yeah, i'm actually like produce some of these and like i had like like set quantities and back then i was just really doing made to order. So it was more like yeah, once i had the money to pay, you know, to make your shirt, like that's when i did it. Gotcha. And that for me for the longest time was I just didn't like that about the process. I was like, I just, it didn't sit right with me that I just didn't have something ready for you. Like once you pay, I can already bet I have just this ready. Send it out. out. Yeah, definitely. That's interesting. Cause 
I mean, I guess we can like we can still kind of do something similar to that. Like I can always just print you one shirt if you need it. But I I definitely agree. Like there is something nice about having stock on hand and like you know somebody like you said. I know you have some of your shirts up up in the store, White Plains, right? The Walking yeah. Vault, yeah. right? So um, I know you have like some of your stuff there. That is kind of nice for people to be able to come in. You know, like maybe they're even just looking at the rack and they happen to pull your shirt off. It's having that thing in your hand. Is, you can't beat it. No, exactly. And I think I kind of and just seeing that, especially in the store, like having my t-shirts up, I make it like it's like the first thing you kind of see as for, when it goes uh, for clothing. Because it's like the first rag, and I just put all like my pieces in the front, in front of like other Puma stuff and whatnot. Um, and it's always funny to see because as people just, I just like see walk around the store, look at the clothing, they kind of like move along, but then they get to like my stuff in the front, and then it's kind of like they look at it for a lot longer than like anything, like any of the Puma Nike shirts we got there. Maybe because it's like a different like type of shirt, obviously, than like a Nike, you know, or Puma. Mm-hmm. but it's still like interesting to see that people are like so just like glancing at it and like longer like than usual yeah yeah it just has to be there you know and, and i think that is that is the case like kind of what you said it is it's different it's not just like your generic shirt um you know from any of these other brands like these big brands you know it is something that looks a little bit more creative um and if anybody like hasn't seen this i definitely would check it out so what's the instagram for that right the instagram is uh mensos deli it's um m-e-n-s-o-z deli um so yeah, that's where I post up everything, you know, for yeah, clothing pretty much. And then I have the website mensos.gg. And that's for like the website if you want to get, uh, ever purchase anything there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would definitely check that out. But uh, going back to what you were saying before, um, <clears throat> so you, you were saying that you put the shirts up on the rack in the front. You were talking about how you're the manager at the walk-in vault, right? Yeah. So like, could you talk a little bit about, you know, um, how'd you get that position there? What's your, like, do you have like a um any stake in the company or is it just like a like kind of a place of employment for you talk about like a little bit more about that right i mean for me it was like yeah definitely place of employment no stake or nothing but it's very it's family owned um there's these guys out in um patterson new jersey that's the first location it's called the walk-in closet over there so that's where they first started out and they've had that location for like 20 plus years and they've always been doing like the fitted business out there um and they kind of picked up this uh location in white plains once the previous owners let it go. It was the owners of like Heist New York and then they became History of New York and all that stuff. But um, honestly, with, with me coming, uh, well, getting the job was just honestly sheer, I want to say sheer luck and just right place at the right time because I, I the story is, just, I feel like the best way to, to describe, I don't know, anything that you think is possible and you kind of, I don't want to say manifest, but I want to say you, you're able to just like, you want it and you go get it and you put in some work and time. Yeah, because yeah. I just went, I love the store since it came out. I was going there just to see what they had product wise. But, you know, once pandemic hit, everything's opening, starting to open back up. And I'm literally just on my laptop collecting my PPP, like yeah. literally collecting my money. And then I just, I'm on Instagram on my couch and I just see an ad from the store saying, hey, we're hiring again. Like if you have any like. Wait, so you've only worked there like since the pandemic, like 2020? Yeah. Since it's like. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Since they opened back up and I, yeah. So literally saw that ad. It was like, okay, when was this posted? 15 minutes ago. Cool. So I just submitted resume, cover letter. And then like 30 minutes later, he's like, oh, when can you, my boss was like, when can you interview? I'm like, I'm like right now. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just go. And That's awesome. So yeah, really, literally went from like unemployment at 1 PM to like having a job at 4 PM. That's awesome. So that's, I mean? that's a crazy story because like. That is, that is kind of like, that is how it goes, especially with a lot of smaller businesses, right? Like, yeah. I know I always see all these things online, you know, people talking about, um, 
you know, like I, I, I have a lot of friends too from school who are going to like the corporate world, right? So like I always, between them and then people who are online just talking about it, they're always talking about how difficult it is, right? Because you're submitting your resume to like this, basically just a, a AI machine that's like going through it and scanning it. It's just like a software that scans it first before even a person sees it. Exactly. And you can get like, you can get your resume thrown out before it even reaches a person with a lot of these bigger businesses. But like I've noticed, obviously your story that you just told, and then um, me working at the tattoo shop at Addicted to Ink in White Plains, um, it was kind of a similar process. Like when I was working the front and it was time for me to kind of, you know, stop like stop go, working there as much. On. I had to like move on to like my business. Mm -hmm. um, so when we were hiring somebody there, it was a similar process. It was just like, post out on Instagram, a bunch of emails, a bunch of DMs. Um, and then you just have people come in. And I think that's like something that a lot of people don't realize about smaller businesses. You know, it's, it's definitely something that I like. I prefer that it's, it's more, it's more of like a personal touch where people, or you're not, you're not just like a number on like a resume. Exactly. Screen. Like you're an actual person. You're talking to the owner or the boss at the time, you know, and, and, you know, it's something I appreciate a lot more than like the, giant corporate companies that yeah, just like not exactly because I've, I've worked retail before this job it was like i mean I, my first real retail job was um like at foot locker in the westchester oh, okay so i mean and then i know that kind of process or how the corporation or the company just sees you they're just like you're just like the a pawn to them yeah. and in a way just because you're like just the first the first uh thing the the customers see and so they just expect you to be you know tip-top shape you know performance wise and like yeah. obviously respect wise towards them but with this now, it feels like the knowing the boss, right? They they kind of take care of you too. Like they don't want you taking sh like kind of curse. Is it? Yeah, no, no. Okay, right. you know, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. Weird. <laughs> so like they don't want yeah like my boss. They don't want me like to take shit from like customers if they're obviously just not being ju yeah, justified and you know. So it's just good to have like that like have that relationship because I'm used to just yeah just like if I if I do one slip up in a corporate world situation like I'm I'm gone like right. let, let replace me. And that's that's definitely like just something I guess a little personal from for me anyway. That's kind of what drew me more towards small businesses because like originally when I went um, from high school, right when I was when I first got out of high school, going into college, like I was studying to be um, a marketing manager, like a corporate manager. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, I figured I'd just get a degree, go and go get a job in a corporation or whatever, work there. But then over time, like I've had so many more experiences with smaller businesses specifically like uh with like i mentioned addicted ink and white plains and before that um on realm uh right. also in white plains but like those are two companies that i worked with uh both small businesses that i've had the experience of like seeing the benefits of working with a small business owning a small business right and i think that kind of like shifted my mentality from just like well i'll go get a job at a, at a giant corporation right. and just work there it's safe or whatever but it's also at the same time it's not, you know, and the, and the landscape shifts with COVID. Like now more than ever, I think you go work at some of these corporations and they just like, they'll just throw you away. You'll work there for like five years. I, I know a few people, um, you know, they're older than me, obviously, but I know a few people who like worked in the same company, like 15 years and then COVID hit and they were just like, sorry, you're gone. And, it, and it's like just an email, you know, like you don't even, yeah. you don't even get like a person to talk to. It's like an email and then you're gone. Yeah. So like just just thinking about that now and like seeing your experiences it's it's definitely something interesting that i've noticed in in business specifically with small businesses and things like that yeah because i think yeah it just comes back to i think just corporations just make you feel as a 
to them just as disposable as like anyone as anything else like as like a stapler or something you know right like, they don't really care about what you do going forward as long as you're just doing whatever you have to do with them for the time being right right and i and i think like it's not it's not a you know like everybody has like their different spectrums and I'm like i'm not trying to get political or anything here mm-hmm. with, with any of that but it's like a there's in a sense like um it's hard to explain. Like there's a difference between a lot of people, they talk about like capitalism and things like that. Right. And they automatically correlate it to corporations, which like, I agree. I have some of the same issues with a lot of corporations. Right. But at the same time, I do appreciate the, the freedom that comes along with capitalism to, you know, you start a clothing brand, you, you want something cool. You see a gap in the market. You can do that. Like yeah. you can go do that. Um, and I like that freedom. You know, it's just like, there's a, there's also a balance at the same time where you get, you know, there's a, there's a balance between, you know, having the freedom to do whatever you want. And then also like having some of these giant corporations that are obviously just like, you know, they become systems. And at yeah. that point, then, you know, things happen and, and people uh, within those systems become numbers and, and they're not considered anymore. But exactly. um, that's, that's anyway, that's what drew me towards like small business in general. So, no, yeah. That's awesome point. Um, yeah. I mean, some other things I want to talk about, uh, we talked a little bit about the walking vault. So you're the manager there now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been the manager there for now in April is going to be two years. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so like I've, I've also another thing I saw on your Instagram, I, I always see like what you're posting and stuff. You guys do like uh, hat drops every Saturday, right? Yeah. So that's definitely what I mean, like keeps like honestly the business afloat. Like, I mean, it's just weekly hat releases that mostly my boss and sometimes me design um, fitted hats that, um, usually inspired by something like it's a movie a book a character anything right um kind of like how it was like in like 2007 like nike sb dunk days where it's like oh the heineken like something like that or you know everything was like based off of something but we uh designed those we do weekly releases so and new area manufactures them and once they're done they just ship it back to us and we uh sell them in our stores and yeah we're the only stores that carry our own designs um so that you really can't find it for retail at any other like location or like you know big corporation like supplier that's awesome yeah because I, I always see you post like the lines like it's a long ass line and i'm always looking and i'm like wow that's a that's a lot of people that's awesome that you're you know like garnering that attention and, and getting those people to show up every week it's, oh yeah it's really cool it, it feels awesome because like it feels like at this point there's so many regulars that show up every saturday it's kind of just like a second family of just customers that we say hi how are you doing like how was your week kind of like you, it really builds a really good connection with these people that right. i don't think i would have ever met in no no other medium now would you say like um you know it seems like the timelines are kind of actually matching up a little bit between like you starting Menzo's and you working at the walking vault too, right? Yeah. Would you say that there is like somewhat of a connection there? Like when you started working there, did you get a little bit more interested in, in, um, you know, clothing design? I mean, obviously hats and shirts, they all go together. It's all clothes. Um, did no. that influence you? No, I think for sure. I mean, I think, um, before the vault, I think I was very much so like, I had more time on my hands, especially with COVID still happening. So I was really just trying to get into, yeah, I was just and I was just kind of like the one man show for the for the brand. It was just like me designing things, making things in my house. Because uh, after um, the gallery, I kind of just ended up buying my own like heat press and put it in my house, and ended up just doing everything I could with it. I um, I went starting with yeah vinyl, and then ended up doing like towards the end of it uh, like sublimation. Yep. Um. So that was really fun, and that was like really interesting just to see the process of that. Um. But yeah, no, ever since I started the vault, it kind of just taught me like. I can't do everything myself. And I, yeah. I think it was easy to see that because now having time for the job is like, okay, I have to now 
take away some time from mentos and like i have to now pick pick up what do i really want to do for it do i want to like make the clothes do i just want to design them and yeah so it kind of just put me in like a really like priority uh kind of mindset uh, mindset yeah that's awesome yeah i think that's that's like so important and and i think a lot of that's where like a lot of businesses tend to fail a lot of the time because um you know even from my own experience you want as a as a business owner right you want to kind of control everything and like you want to be able to you know have your hand in over here in the production Mm -hmm. and the marketing and the branding and the sales and but at the end of the day like you're right you only have so much time on your hands um obviously there's the other factor of you know like when you're first starting out you're not going to make money and you need to obviously survive right so yeah. Uh, it is, it is the case. A lot of times you need to have a, a job and then you're kind of running your business on the side until it becomes something that can be profitable and, and provide for you. But having that, um, like that crossover period, that transition period is really interesting because you, you, you have to kind of pick and choose your battles. Like you said, right? Like, can you sit there and make, you know, 50 shirts or whatever all day, or do you need the time to, so that you can actually work, make some money, and then, you know, you pay somebody else for the shirts, but at the end of the day, you still had that time and um, it gives you a little bit more yeah, like, leeway, flexibility. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I think um, it's interesting, though, like because it's like, like like a weird situation where like I'm really kind of like new to it when it comes to like having both the passion plus like my income be intertwined. Like, so like so much where I, my boss it lets me sell the clothes in the store, you know, what I mean, yeah. so it just kind of creates a very like optimistic like mindset like for everything i got going forward yeah yeah no that's definitely that's awesome i mean i i kind of have a similar situation where like my boss uh the owner of addicted ink chris wilcock he Mm -hmm. he kind of helped me out in a massive way in terms of giving me a space to to set up my my printer and like do all the prints for him um i make all the shirts for undiscovered realm um and just giving me that opportunity it, it is interesting and i think that's like it's so important too and i think a lot of people fail to recognize that because like I'm you know I'm I'm super grateful to him and 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 everything that he's done for me but at the at the same time like it's something that I keep in the back of my mind too because it's like when I'm in a position where I can help somebody you gotta you gotta take those opportunities and kind of pass it along right exactly when you when you have an opportunity even if it's something as simple as just like giving you some rack space so that you can put up your shirts like it, it does make the world a difference it helps and I think like that's kind of what to me anyway, that's more so what business is about it. You know, like you can obviously, you know, you, the goal is to make money. Right. Um, but secondarily, you also have these other opportunities where you can help people, whether they're, um, you know, starting their own business or you're helping somebody get a job, things like that. It's so many opportunities. I love it. No, exactly. I think like what it comes with like, yeah, it's like kind of like I, I treat them as the same priority was like when it comes to a business, right? Like you said, like getting money is should be first, but I think just, like right there should be like good relationships with the people you're doing business with. Yep. Like especially like I mean how just we connected was I think a beautiful story of like yeah. I I I didn't know who you were and I was just getting tattooed at addicted to ink and I've been going there for everything like I I have done um and you get tattooed by Cash right yeah, yeah. by Cash, cash is awesome. shadow Cash yeah <laughs> amazing guy I, 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 I love that guy but. And so he, and I, I was telling him everything I was doing about clothing and everything. And he's like, oh, like, I know a guy here. Like, he's doing everything in-house. And, like, and, like, and once he kind of gave me the rundown of everything, I'm like, oh, I mean, I'd love to connect with him if it's, if it's possible, you know? Yeah. And luckily, now here we are. Like, Yeah, no, that, that's that's honestly what it's all about. And those things, like, it, 
it builds relationships and it builds your network for other people too. I, I don't think, you know, some people miss that, I think. So it's important. To, I think it's important, something important to highlight for people listening and just in general, um, for anybody, when I, whenever I talk to people, like I always try to highlight that importance, like building that network, having people that you can go to. And then also like, in a sense, like you pay it forward, you know, if somebody, if you're helping somebody out, like you don't always do it with the expectation of receiving something in return. Right. But a lot of the times that re that relationship that you build does end up having some sort of benefit long term, um, and it and it and everything comes back. I believe that. No, exactly. It's just like a karma mindset. I'm very big on stuff like that. Spiritual yeah. karma, like it, what goes around comes around. Definitely. And you know, it just, yeah. that definitely helps. I mean, and and I and I've also noticed. I mean, going back going back to what I was saying, like you know, Chris helped me with uh, with the space and and getting the machine and all of that, um, and. Likewise, you know, any time that I can, you know, make a shirt or, or maybe make stuff for him. Um, and I always try to give him the best price that I possibly can, even sometimes just doing things for cost, because, you know, that that's what it is. He's he's helped me out tremendously. So I obviously I feel like I have a debt to kind of repay to him. Exactly. And um, and it's just something to think about for me for the future. I always I always keep that in mind. Like as I continue to grow, I try to help other people. You know, one of the goal, one of like the goals of having this podcast in, in the first place was just like, I want to have a platform eventually where I can get people um, who are in positions like we're in now where we're just starting out and we have like so much more to go, but give them that platform to give them a little boost right. where people can kind of, they can get that exposure and get their name out there, get their business out there to people. Um, so that's like, that was one of my goals for the podcast anyway. No, yeah, I think that's an amazing thing because I think it's really much needed, especially in like the young creative space, especially in Westchester, where mm -hmm. we're not as, you know, accessible as people in the city. Honestly, I want to say like, obviously people think we have it somewhat easier being out here and we do. I'm not going to say we don't, but I think when it comes to um, this create creativity or just being able to work with people, you have to have at least a, a vehicle to go meet people, to do what you have, even if it's just to like build relationships, network, or it's just to go and just get your you no know, things for your business. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a different, you know, like there's a different, um, it's a different set of, of hurdles and obstacles that you have to get over. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's much more expensive traveling around here. Um, you know, even some of the shop space, if you, if you eventually want to get a shop space, it's, yeah. it can be just as expensive as in the city here. Um, if not more, yeah, if not, if not more. And, and, um, that is interesting. Like you have some of those issues of like geographic hurdles and, and come up with things like that. No, yeah. But yeah. Um, I guess the other thing is, I'm not sure if we talked about this already, but you mentioned it uh, kind of when we were talking about some of the other stuff before um, or before the podcast, when you filled out the, the form, uh, the my fitteds. Did we talk about that? Yeah. I mean, that's essentially, yeah. The, that's the Saturday fitted, drops. Yeah. Saturday drops, you know, just like, yeah, that's like kind of like a, an, a yeah, an amazing opportunity I've been having of yeah. being part of it. It's kind of like Do you I, get to design any of them. Yeah, here and yeah. there. Um, I actually just submitted some um, two weeks ago. Um, I did um, a, I, I can't say really what much, but oh, I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but I did a collection from a Cartoon Network show. Okay, I'll say that, and I did some other things with um, uh, some anime inspirations. They're just big on that. Like they kind of like see me as like that younger connect because. It's funny to see where my boss gets his inspirations now because he's older now. He's like forty-two-ish, has a wife and kid. Yep. And so he, a lot of his inspirations, like, and a lot of what people think are his best ones, are from like the like the books that he's reading to his sons now. So like, 
um like magic tree house oh yeah 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 like a whole like, things like that you know and it's just amazing to see like what he comes up with just yeah. through that that's interesting because that um again you're just you're kind of just like bringing up some more stuff that i was that i usually think about a lot too and and with when you're talking about like the age divide or the age gap um just between you and your boss like i again have a similar experience right and and being able to kind of bring in that that uh that fresh take or that or maybe a newer take with some with some newer references like things that um some of the younger generation can relate to more it's definitely so important um like a quick story i guess uh for me like when i was uh when i was helping out at the tattoo convention this was probably i want to say 2019 and obviously before covid um 2019 2018 right um i wasn't like running anything by any means but I was working there and I was making suggestions. And one of the suggestions that I made that wasn't really thought about before, because, you know, like they were all older, like mid thirties, almost, right. you know, yeah. almost 40 in that, in that age range. One thing that they never really thought about too much was like, um, Snapchat. Snapchat. So right. it was, it was just like something silly, like social media like that. I was like, Hey, we need to make a, a Snapchat filter for the, for the convention. And it's not to say that it made like, you know, all of the difference or like it, it really like boosted anything insanely high, but just having that like added bonus of um, just another thing that like the younger people could come in. Exactly. Like, you know, I know a lot of people in my generation, um, you know, just younger people in general, they use Snapchat. So it is something cool that, you know, they take a picture there, they tag it with the filter. And then next thing you know, you got, you know, their whole story, a hundred people, exactly. 200 people see that. And that's, that's definitely important. And something that um, I think just going back to the, the idea of just having different people with different experiences, especially ages and, and different generations is so important and helpful in business. Yeah, I think it creates a, just a, such a good connect. And especially I think we're the really I think we're like the kind of first big wave of like online exposure and how can we like really use the Internet to like spread a message yeah. or spread like our message of what we we're trying to do. Yeah, so much of that. Everything like <laughs> I feel like everything now is social media like. I, uh, I wanted to take a, like a, a trip, uh, was it last summer? Mm -hmm. I wanted to take a trip and I was thinking about, you know, like, let me just, let me just like not use my phone at all. Let me, you know, even uninstall all the social right. media apps. But then like I was, I was, uh, going into it and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't anymore because, because I have like people DM me for my business exactly. through, through Instagram, people DM me for order. Like at the time they were DMing me for orders oh, yeah. there. Um, people still do, but. Uh, they're DMing me for orders. People, um, I post, I still do the social media for the tattoo shop. So I still have to like post on Instagram like every day um, for them. So it's just like, uh, that is an interesting point, like how much social media has kind of taken over um, and become such a like integral part of, of business. Like you can't even, you can't get away from it at a certain point now. No, yeah, because I, yeah, I think it's like, it's just being out of the know for everything. I think just even when it comes to just day-to-day -day news, like whether it's local or just like global news, like we all get our, like people would, I think our age group, they just get everything from like Twitter or something like, like breaking, like, I mean, and that yeah. kind of creates like a weird, like sense of like, how much can I trust the source? But it's also right. like, at the end of the time, how, come, how how much can I really trust like corporation sources that we grew up on, like Fox News and shit like NBC, yeah. you know? You can't, you can't, I've, it's, it's good and it's bad because yeah. you now... I've had, you know, same thing. It's just like you get this flood of information, but at the same time, you now you have more information. You maybe hear things that you that you would have never heard if it was just up to like a corporate news network. Exactly. Um, you know, like one of the one of the uh, the big uh, shows that I watch or like news shows that I watch is Breaking Points on mm. YouTube. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Uh, no, I haven't. No, it's pretty good. They're they're independent journalists. They run their own show on YouTube. 
Um, and they, you know, one's like a conservative, one's a liberal. Okay. Um, you know, Sagar, Sagar uh, is the conservative or they're, they're both kind of like populist. So they're somewhat mm-hmm. in the middle, but um, you know, just having that experience too, and being able to like watch their show is something that like the internet kind of provided, I think, you know, something we didn't have before. It used right. to just be like, you have Fox, you have like CNN, and they were both going to tell you their bias side of the story, exactly. and you never really knew what was going on. Right? There's no, there's so. no middleman or no, like no middle ground to really speak on. Yeah. Like, where you see like, like the a whole good open perspective on things. Yeah, it's definitely same, same. I feel like that's the theme of this podcast. Like a lot of pros, a lot of cons. You know, it's <laughs> a, it's definitely a balance. Not bad. Um, but those, you know, just having that information, I think, is, is important. And going back to like the business, like the way it's related to business, yeah. be having those outlets. I think that has provided us with something that an opportunity that a lot of generations before us didn't have. Yeah. You know, like when you you talk about creating a clothing brand, like I'm sure I know back in the day, like even uh, people I talked to, like older entrepreneurs who kind of had like similar clothing brands, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had to like make their shirts and in a sense, like just go out into the street you know yeah, like maybe. same thing same thing is the way like uh i know like a lot of uh musicians and, and music artists rappers like things like that had right. to like literally make mixtapes right. and just go out into the street handing them out that's how you like got your stuff around but now like it is it is definitely a benefit because at a click of a button you could reach a thousand people exactly easily and you didn't have to go anywhere you know all right it's more now i think as opposed to you know having to actually go out and like, you know, really you're like your promoter, you're your own manager back in the day. Now it's just like all press of a button. You just got to pay whatever X amount you want to pay just to have everything you want, like seen, shown to yeah. the public. Do you use, have you ever used um like social media promotions, like sponsored posts or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I definitely done like Instagram ads. Um, I, I do it for like almost everything I put out like that first week just to see how it, it's approached at first. I don't really try to like really re- do it for a post just because i think i just want like the initial take to like like give me like the real just feel. get it out there right, right yeah, yeah the, the real feel of like what people are thinking about it like if it does well or not but i think it's useful for sure i think it helps a lot of like small businesses just get shown yeah and um i, I feel like i noticed recently like it's always like they kind of updated in a way because i think now with instagram ads i've noticed that's the only people that really get them more like, as consistently are the ones people you already follow yeah so, like i follow you know bands and stuff artists then i usually get their ads a lot like when i scroll through like people's stories and whatnot so it's yeah. very interesting to see that it's weird because like i've had i've had like mixed experiences with the ads because i've i've also bought a couple um i've done it on instagram i've done it on tiktok um and i always feel like especially on tiktok i've noticed like it almost like limits your post a little bit mm. like they'll share it out with people but um like they're basically just gonna share it out to the number that you hit. Like if you set it up to reach like a thousand people, like they're gonna slowly leak that thousand people out over the course of like whatever your time frame is, right? Yeah. Versus like I almost feel like in a sense, in some sense, it's almost better to just kind of put it out there. Um, because it's it's weird because like if you just put something out there, right? Like you can get two, three hundred views on it like in a in an hour or two. And then if it, and if it's a really good post and people start liking it, then it'll just go, it'll shoot yeah. up into like the thousands and, by itself. and tens of thousands by itself versus like um, paying for that promotion. And like, if you don't have enough money to like give it a few thousand views or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're only doing a thousand views for me anyway, I've noticed that that um, wasn't as necessarily like as successful as even just organic content, which was like a little weird, but yeah. 
And I feel like that's the whole realm I haven't have, like tapped into yet is TikTok. I really don't even use it personally. Yeah. Like I don't like I have an account, but it's so like friends and whoever can like send me something and I can just view it. But I don't. I feel like it's like a like something I'm kind of being a little old headish about, or yeah. I'm just like I'm like ah, I don't need it, or I'm like you know. But I've just noticed that like, it's like it's the it's the it's the now. I don't want to say it's the future. It's just like it's just like yeah. the what's people got people on. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely me like pre-pandemic like 2019 2020 i was literally telling people like people were telling me about tiktok 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 mm-hmm. and i was like no i'm not gonna do it yeah and then i just finally gave in but um but yeah no it's it's weird like trying to navigate the social medias and do stuff like that because um you know like at the same time it's like you pay a couple hundred dollars to try to promote a post now as a as a business right and you're not getting that return it's it's almost weird like it's it's like was that worth it you know and i'm yeah. and i'm Oh, I'm always trying to like think of better ways that you can kind of get exposure and, and get your content out there, get your product out there, whatever you're trying to promote. Um, and I think one of the interesting things that I've seen specifically has been like the influencer promote, promoting. Yeah, um, for sure. And, you know, there's levels to it, too, where like, you know, you could have you could have some crazy celebrity like you could pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars to to fridge a, a single post. Right. And then obviously there's, you know, like um smaller influencers who you can you know pay a, a more reasonable rate right. to um but i'm just wondering like have you ever tried that or ever um, anything like that personally i i think i have i think it was actually funny enough that it was like one another thing that was really weird i had um i tweeted out something like at um have you ever heard of um the rapper Lil, Lil b um, yeah yeah i think i have yeah, so I, I I literally just like tweeted out like I had, I had him like I'm saying like randomly one day because I I think we I finished playing basketball with a friend and I was like we were listening to the whole tape while we were playing basketball so I just tweeted out like hey this mixtape is awesome like the best mixtape ever or something like that and then um he like follows me like literally like 30 minutes later and like like DMs me like hey I, like I love your work um if you want to ever like work on something or whatever like let me know and I have a friend um that does music. Oh uh, my guy, uh, Mark. Oh, Miramark is his handle on IG and whatnot. But um, he, yeah, I just thought of him instantly. I was like, oh my, I could probably maybe get him a feature on, for a song. And yeah, so we just had to pay him like X amount. And yeah, he he just like sent over a feature, like like sent over uh, like a beat. Uh, Mark had some verses over it, so just to have like a remix and oh. very like, interesting. And then I sent him out some like early like shirts and whatnot. Um, I'll be honest, he never, like, you know, posted anything with it. But right, I'm right. just happy to, like, hey, he has it. Who knows when it'll come up, if it does. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, you n- you never know with that anyway. Because, like, the other thing is, it, it almost is better, like, if he doesn't, like, post it right away. And, and, and um, I don't want to say, like, just holds it. But, like, mm-hmm. if he just shows up randomly to an event wearing it, and then people go, where, where'd you get that? Like, that's almost even better than than if he just posted, was like, I got this shirt, and here's a sponsored ad exactly. or whatever, like, whatever yeah. it is. You know, um. So, because I've, I've noticed that a lot, like specifically, uh, I think that's going back to like the the backstory, like Supreme. Mm. Um, one of the, I think one of, the, I was re- I was watching some documentary. They were talking about like one of the bigger moments for them was when like Tyler the Creator started like wearing their stuff, right. and people would see him out wearing like their shirts and stuff, and that's kind of what elevated their brand to that next level because people started going like, "Where'd you get that?" Yeah, because it was like it kind of like a, like a second wave or like that real second generation of like young skate kids or just the young generation like having a figurehead like Tyler. They're like, "Oh, he's fashionable for the times," and like, "Well, still is," but like they really said, "Oh, like I want that. Like I kind of want that image, that look." And 
I kind of like, yeah, they kind of just took over. And I, I think, yeah, without Tyler, I don't think Supreme is where they're at now. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, just again, just talking to like that, the power of just like that. I don't even want to say like influencer promotion, but just like the power of social media in general and having influencers out there, people who have garnered like larger followings or just decent following, just being able to kind of boost other people up. It's so important for small businesses and, you know, entrepreneurs, people, yeah. artists, everything. It just, it kind of like amplifies all of that for everybody. And I think it's just amazing. Yeah. You know? Um, so let's see. I, I mean, we've gone, we've gone through a lot of stuff so far. Um, but, uh, one of the other things, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, um, when we're talking about corporations and other stuff, mm -hmm. I feel like another side of the small business conversation, and it's kind of been like a dominant, uh, factor as of late I've seen, like, especially on social media is, is hustle culture. Yeah. Um, so everybody has like their own relationship with this. Um, you know, me personally, I'm not like a, a giant fan of, um, some of the things that have come out of hustle culture, but I think it is something that's important and it's something that is like, I don't want to say necessary, but it's, it's definitely a factor in business. So like, what would you say your perception of like hustle culture is like, is it something you like? Is it something you don't like? Mm, I, I, Cause to be honest, like just, um, I was just gonna like, frankly, just really ask like, like, what do you really mean, like, by hustle culture? Like, like, well, what is like that? Like, the yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for me, when I'm talking about, it, I'm talking about like, um, you'll see a lot of a lot of guys on podcasts and stuff. They're talking, they're talking about like, you need to you need to get up at at four a.m. and oh, okay, and you okay. need to work out for seven hours a day, and you need to, uh, new, like, you know blah 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 and, and then you work for 16 hours right. and if you don't do that your business won't be successful and kind it's of like, like that andrew tate mentality yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. like what for me i it's something that like i think there's parts of it that are true right like yeah. obviously like you know working out getting exercise it's important it's helpful i think it's beneficial for people you know but at the same time you don't need to go be in the gym for three hours a day to to like live successfully you know? yeah like i think i think it all depends on like just being real with yourself. I think maybe some people need that. I think if they're so maybe gone or just so like they feel stagnant, like to that point where I think you can start off doing that, like going to the gym, waking up early, eating good, healthy foods and whatnot. But it's not like, also, I think you don't have to treat it as like, if I don't do this, like I'm failing. Like, right. Because I think there's just so many cases of people like that have, you know, like the early people, like, I mean, Steve Jobs and whatnot, where like, you know, they, like, they started out in a garage probably you know didn't take showers too often you know right, right. they're just grinding it out like really just on the craft there's just i just think it's like so um it's just not it's not a i don't know any anytime people try to like prescribe a solution it, like one one cure-all solution to every situation or whatever i always i'm always a little skeptical of that because i don't think that's always the case it's like when you're talking about um, you know, like an Andrew Tate type of person mm -hmm. or, or something like that, right. Where they're talking about like, you need to do this and that. And, and if you don't have, uh, you know, a million dollars in the bank by the time you're 23 or whatever, you're a failure. It's like, it's like, that's like the craziest extreme because you're talking about different people. You know, everybody starts in a different place. You have right. a different circumstances you have, um, you know, and, and it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not like, I understand like, yes, you want that outcome. Eventually you do want to be successful eventually, but that stuff doesn't always come right away. And I think, uh, it's kind of something, you know, for me anyway, I, whenever I see it, it's like, uh, I don't want to say it does more harm than good, but it's definitely something that's a little bit, uh, something that I try to stay away from just in the sense of, you know, like 
the extreme version right. of just having good good tenants really like self-discipline is a great thing but like going to the extreme and doing all of these other extra things is just that's when it becomes a little bit like toxic almost no but for sure because i think it not only does it change like how you perceive things but i think it changes how you are as a person how you're gonna end up treating people in the future and like regardless of like i mean and when you say when you were talking earlier and when you mentioned like successful i mean say i mean at the end of the day successful means anything to anyone yeah, subjective it's so subjective like i mean just because like, like even with the business like if my, the business like mentos took off or right? i i mean sorry i assume you with your stuff like you know with yeah. making stuff if it takes out awesome but life still can hit you with different things yeah that you're not gonna like because you're successful and you have a financially set bank account like stuff's gonna come at you like life's gonna throw its things at you yeah where, and there's and there's different types of success too like obviously financial success is, right you know that's a little bit more objective you can kind of see a number and be like this is where i want to be exactly but you know there's there's obviously other things like just personal relationships having successful right. you know healthy family life balance and, exactly. and all of that that you have to factor in i think definitely more important um or definitely definitely important um and something that you know i the reason i asked the question is just because i it's interesting to hear like from an entrepreneur uh entrepreneurial like perspective you know as somebody who owns a clothing brand a business i consider it a business you know as somebody who does this thing like what are you what are your thoughts on that because um i think it's important to hear that you know even if you said like it's something that i like like you don't have to agree with me it's definitely right. You know, everybody has a different opinion on it. And I think it's important to kind of see those varying opinions on it because a lot of the stuff that I see on TikTok or like on social media in general mm -hmm. is typically one sided. It's either like the it's either like the Andrew Tate who's like going crazy hardcore or yep. it's like, uh, I don't know, like the communist, like yeah. <laughs> communist lady, the college girl or whatever, exactly. who's like everybody who ever made a cent needs to die. And it's like, yeah. it's just like can we just. Kind of like that SWJ. Kind yeah, of like, can we just like meet in the middle a little bit here? Right, you know? yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be too crazy. Yeah, I think as long as you have open mind, I think that's it'll give you it'll give you a good healthy life. Honestly, like being open minded and like yeah, you don't have to agree with everything, but just being to have a conversation and like not kind of be so reactionary towards like everything that people tell you. Yeah, that's you know, I think I I I hate when people say this like because uh, everybody's like there's too many podcasts, which I agree. Like there <laughs> there are a lot of podcasts when people are like just talking shit for no reason. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also something that's important, not necessarily for people. I don't, I'm not saying everybody needs to have a podcast, but I think it's important for people to have these conversations, right? Like just sit down, even if, you know, you don't have to be recording everything, you right. know, you sit down and talk to a friend or something, you know, have a conversation and talk about these things. Cause I think, um, specifically for me anyway, I've noticed like social media just makes everything so much more extreme. Like right. it divides people a lot of times, like you get caught up in, in an echo chamber where it's just like you're just seeing all of the same stuff exactly. that you never hear uh, a diverse opinion from somebody else who has a different experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that all depends on also where you're at. Like, I mean, like literally like geographically, like, I mean, honestly, being in New York, like, like this, this half of New York, right? It, like, I don't even want to say New York as a whole because, like, you know, upstate and west. Like, yeah, no, I grew up yeah. upstate. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like it's not like the same liberal, happy NYC New York you got here. Yeah for sure but it's like but it's, it's good to have like both sides and be yeah. able to just resonate and because i think there's truth in everything it's just f picking like what what they are and like see how you can like work with people on it and i think that's the only you know right. way I, I i can go about it personally all right good yeah i'm, gl I'm glad that's like i'm not the only one thing in there, I, <laughs> i'm always like watching this stuff and um you know just just like seeing how all this stuff plays out it always feels like things are a lot crazier than they are it's like that 
there's there's always that comment people are people on social media like you need to touch grass and stuff yeah. but it's like it's it's true like you need to a lot of people need to get off the get off the internet go outside talk right. to people like talk to have you a know, like, human conversation yeah get a little grasp of reality um <laughs> but yeah no that's good that's good um so yeah i mean i think we talked a little bit about uh especially with that idea of hustle culture i think it kind of leads into like the next thing i want to talk about which is um, you know, just, I think it is important to have goals, you know, and mm-hmm. try to, and try to reach those goals and, and make progress. So for you anyway, what would you say like a 10 year vision is for you? Like, just say, I'm going to set this up a little bit. Like, let's say you had, everything runs perfectly. There's no, no obstacles. Like you're able to, you know, consistently create some growth for your brand. Um, or maybe even something else you had in mind, right? right? Like in 10 years, where do you see yourself, uh, like as a business person? I mean, I think, uh, in that, yeah, in the business world, I think honestly, I would just want to honestly, hopefully, have a like a storefront. Like that'd be like a, like the dream, like a real dream, is to have a storefront. And really, I don't like, as of right now, really don't not too specific on where or whatnot. But I just want it to be like essentially what kind of in a way what Supreme was back when they really started, like in like ninety four ish, kind of like that place where it's really for the youth and it's really a place for like people, maybe not even just the youth, just people with like. People who like I think like us where they're able to have open conversations and like just be chill, respectful towards like humans in general. Right. As long as you're not being an asshole or just you no know, legally not good. Like yeah, you, yeah. you know, yeah, not like not up. breaking like really yeah, yeah. bad laws and whatnot. But still like you get to have that conversation, just be able to just meet new types of people. And um I would love something like that. I mean, I kinda wanna integrate the whole idea with like you know, mental deli. Like, I do want to have like part of it be like like actual you want deli, to do, like an actual deli. Yeah, because yeah. I noticed that too. I noticed that in the name, and I was like, "Is it? Is that just kind of like a branding thing, or are you actually interested in doing that?" So, no, yeah, I think like I like for whatever reason, like even I was like younger, like like honestly, like like late middle school, early high school it was like for some reason I was like, yeah, I feel like because just growing up in White Plains, like born and raised, like we never had really anything like late night, like for like foods or like, yeah. let's get something to eat or. You know, just a quick stop. Um, so, like, I would love for something like that, especially in my hometown, just to have a place where you can go get a good meals, good whatever. Like, and I would try obviously sandwiches and chips and whatnot. But like, I would like hopefully by that point, like, if my like hopefully you know right, like my mom's still around. Like, I want to give her like that job. Like, of, she always wanted like her own kitchen. Oh, okay, yeah. She always awesome. want, yeah, wanted to sell food to people. I'm like, I wanted to give her, like that like that shot and that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then you'd be able you. It'd kind of be like a, a 50-50 split or something. You'd have like a like a deli portion. And oh, yeah, then you'd also sure. have like, you know, your clothing and, and everything else, maybe more, right? Yeah, I was definitely thinking like like when you first walk in, I want it to be like the deli first. It's kind of like, you know, like, hey, you know, get a bite, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like almost like going to, like, I guess, like an art show or something where like then you go to the back. It's like nice. very pristine, like like laid out kind of just clothing on racks, right. just stuff on the walls and whatnot. And like, yeah, something else, like whatever comes to mind. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's the... That's an interesting, like, that's, that's, it's an important goal to have, like just being able to have that. And I think, you know, you mentioned it earlier, like, I'm not, I'm not like too into the idea of manifesting because I think you have to do more than just talk about it. Like talking about it's important, but you have to act on it. Right. But I think just, you know, the first step of acting on it is talking about it. So Mm -hmm. in in that sense, I, I think it's important to just kind of talk about your goals a little bit and just put that out there because then you are able to you know, you tell other people about them, they're able to give you their feedback. And you that's, that's kind of how you make those steps and make that progression when you're when you're building something. Not um, for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I always think it's interesting, like when I ask people, 
you know, like, what are your goals? What do you, what would you like to be doing in 10 years? Cause it's, you know, it's interesting to see where people want to be, you know? Right. And then, and then also, you know, like if, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll do this again too. We'll be able to look back at this and then go, this is what you said like a year ago. Even, right. And this is where you're at now. You know, like you never know. Some of the, sometimes you get those larger jumps out of nowhere. Like you just, you get a crazy jump yeah. and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's like a little, like, you know, like, 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 a, like a, like a, like a fire, like a bonfire. It's like, it's something like this goes off. Like, you know, yeah. you just never know with how yeah. everything is now, but it's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll kind of start to wrap it up with this. The last question that I do have is if you could like pick out one thing, right. Um, from running, from starting your brand to running it, like one business mistake that you say that you think you've made so far, um, what would one mistake be, you know, something that, um, you know, people could maybe caution to, or, or just something that you thought was, difficult for you uh something that you wish you did better starting your business i think definitely for sure um one business mistake i i think i really was did have was just being cost efficient like really like i understand you want to make money but also like and if you're really trying to start out i wouldn't recommend just putting like like let's say like a whole like half of your savings or, or something like into some like one idea one or two ideas I think it's good to like like believe in yourself for sure, obviously. But I think you definitely just gotta be a realist with how could this move? Is it really gonna just take off like that? Um, because everything takes time. Like maybe some long time, short time, but it, it does take time. Yeah. So I think really just managing costs for sure, and like just working with what your budget is at the moment. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you have to save up for something, go for it. People save up for cars, moving out. Like so, why not treat that like for your own business? Yeah. Definitely. I agree with that too, because I think a lot of people, um, they have this glamorized idea of business where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to open up a store and everything's going to run perfect. And you know, just the money will start coming in automatically. And I, you know, from my own personal experience too, I know that's definitely not the case. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. And I think there's like statistics to back this up too. I think I'm not sure the specific numbers, but I think most businesses don't even profit for like the first three years that they're open. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely something to consider when you're when you're trying to start a business. Um, and I think that's very true, you know, like manage, manage your money properly, make sure that you're not over overreaching here to try to, you know, create this like perception of success or this idea that you want in your business. There's a balance between like, uh, your vision and what's actually doable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's see, I think I had one more question for you. Let's see here. We talked about, uh, your biggest mistake, right? Yep. What would you say? Like, what was one thing that was like very beneficial for you that in business? Like if you can give one piece of advice, this is what I did that helped me tremendously. Like, is there anything that comes to mind in that sense? Um, I think it's definitely like, especially ever since the pandemic, I think that's what like gave me a real boost when it comes to just, just keeping myself motivated was I, I think I saw all the creatives around me said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it too. Like we're all trying to like, just, do our thing and i think it's always good just to like really network ne like really build just good relationships i think don't treat it as networking though like don't treat it as like you i got your back you got mine yeah. but you know and like that really weird like business yeah i, I hate i hate that too because i uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna let you finish in a second yeah. but but uh but like going going to uh school specifically i went to uh, baruch mm -hmm. it's in the city um and that's very much so like the like the atmosphere there it's a lot of like 
oh, like we're going to network because like later on you're going to help me get this job right. and help me do this. And I think like that's not the way you want to go about it. Yeah. You want to almost in a sense, like make a real like human connection, like a friendship or even just like a general, like you can have a professional relationship that's not strictly like, uh, you know, for benefit, like for your benefit. No, exactly. I mean, and also like too, like it's not like we're trying to also say like every like, relationship we're trying to like, like, like impose is like has to be like your best friend like yeah, yeah. I, I think the relationship we have is really along those lines like i really like look out for you and in, in the best sense but i also like respect you as a human yeah enough to like you know not not overdo it like i understand like if i I really like i kind of ask for like things like, even though like maybe i shouldn't have to right but i, I do it out of respect for the person i'm working right. with right there's a there's definitely a balance there i think yeah. i agree with that and i guess um i'm just trying to think because like it is it is important you know having having that balance there um there's there's like sometimes when you when you meet somebody right mm -hmm. and you can you can kind of tell right off the bat too right and i and i get it again like this is kind of repetitive now but but just talking about it is important yeah. there's you can you can make that connection with the obvious like it's obvious like we're, we're meeting because we're doing business and that's like the primary objective but like you said there's a way to go about it where you're able to um interact with people where it's not strictly transactionary it's just, exactly it's, it's more than that and and honestly like i think like a lot of the people that i've met since i started my business um you know obviously amazing customers you know i appreciate your business and everything well, like that thank you um but I think even more than that, like just just having, you know, like meeting people, you, some of your clients actually become like you become friendly with them too. like, you know, I see your stories. I try to I try to like exactly. interact with them so that you get, um, you know, some boosts. And, and, and also just because I, you know, like you post the fit pics and stuff. I'm like, oh, so that's a that's a cool fit. Exactly. Um, and I've noticed that, too, with other clients. It's like you have. uh it's not, it's not exactly like a, we're not best friends, but at the same time we are friendly, you know, and, exactly. and you can both can exist. It's, I think that's all you kind of like need. It's just kind of like that. I think a good, like, or I just somewhat good on like, like, like a moral compass. Just like, how do you go about this? Like in some moral aspect, maybe, you know, cause I think it, it all will come back to you in that way. Like we kind of yeah. went like, going back on like that karma mindset where yeah. like, if you're not just doing, if you're not doing anyone wrong and you're kind of just doing everything right to you and, you feel like you're doing it right for the other person like you can't really lose in my opinion yeah no that's awesome all right um yeah so i mean i think that was about an hour Word. um so yeah that, <laughs> that, that, was, was, that was a fast hour i'll be honest. yeah it was, it was pretty good <laughs> that was awesome um yeah so i mean i guess if if you want to wrap it up if you have anything you want to promote just let people know anything you're working on Word. yeah i got some uh shirts i'm working on they're cool if i look at the kit yeah yeah go yeah, ahead. Right. yeah yeah i got some like working on some shirts right now um Hopefully some hoodies, but now it's getting a little warmer. So we'll see if I just keep that for like a fall, winter kind of, you no, know, of this year. But yeah. definitely more t-shirts for sure. Um, but yeah, there's more clothing. And uh, I'm trying to get more into like video editing and just kind of releasing just, it's, it almost feels like a, like a little trailer. And But yeah, there's more stuff like that to come. Maybe some music, I don't know. Like, awesome, just, yeah. You yeah. want to let them know your social media is like just one more time for the website and everything? Yeah, for sure. Um, the personal Instagram is uh, Dave Gnarly. Um, for, yeah, business again, Mensos Deli, M-E-N-S-O-Z Deli, and the website Mensos.gg. So if you guys want to check it out, please, I, I, I appreciate it. And yeah, let me know. Yeah. Definitely check it out because I, <laughs> I swear, I'm telling you, I wasn't kidding at the beginning either. Like, uh, I, I do believe like what you're building here is, is something cool. It's something unique. And I think it, it is going to have that growth. It's going to it's gonna reach your goals. And I think it's going to be something bigger one day that, that people look back on and they see it. They're like, 
that was really cool. So if you follow him now, you'll be, you'll be, you're early, you know, no. you're still early. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So yeah, man, it was, it was great talking to you. Oh, uh, you as well. Thank All you right. for having awesome. me. All right, cool. Bye everybody. Take care.